0: Let's do confident, concerned, and curious. I will start off first uh, with confident, what I'm confident in. I'm confident that Jordan Love is going to throw two touchdown passes uh, in this game. right? And that that takes a lot for me to be confident about that at this point because uh, there is still T.J. Watt looming. Uh, and will they move T.J. Watt around? Because going into the game, it should be T.J. Watt versus Zach Thompson. I would not be surprised if T.J. Watt beat Zach Tom a couple of times. Wouldn't surprise me at all. However, Rasheed Walker is going to be a left tackle. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm moving T.J. Watt over to go against Rasheed Walker uh, and make uh, life a living hell for Rasheed Walker for four quarters and, consequently, making life a living hell for the Bay Packers offense uh, because they're not going to be able to run the ball or throw the ball uh, if T.J. Watt is living in the backfield uh, and meeting running backs in Jordan Love as soon as the snap happens. So it'll be interesting to see if Pittsburgh decides to move TJ Walker, or TJ Watt, I should say, around uh, instead of just manning him up against the Packers' best offensive lineman, I would say at this point, uh, in Zach Tom. I would, if I was Pittsburgh. But I'm still confident Jordan Love figures out a way to throw two touchdown passes uh, in this game. Feel pretty good about that. Concerns going into this uh, football game goes right back to what I just said. My concern is stopping T.J. Watt uh, and the Pittsburgh front seven from getting a ton of pressure uh, on Jordan Love. That is my concern, and it was pointed out by Ryan Horvath, I believe, on Wednesday's podcast uh, that the numbers for Pittsburgh are dramatically different. When Pittsburgh is able to get pressure on a consistent basis, their defense shuts people down. When they are not able to get consistent pressure on the opposing quarterback, they get torched. And it's legitimately night and day difference uh, between the two. Now, again, I I don't know how that looks like compared to the rest of the league. To me, it seems like a no-dumb moment. Well, of course, if I get pressure on the quarterback, my defense is going to play better. And of course, if I don't get pressure on the quarterback, they're going to have more of an opportunity to pick me apart. It seems like a no-brainer to me. But based on the numbers that Horvath threw out, it was pretty much a dramatic difference uh, between the two and where they rank in both categories. Okay, so for me, my concern kind of coming into this thing uh, for the Packers is making sure that you protect Jordan Love uh, at all costs and are able to do your thing. Curious. I'm curious to see how long we're going to watch this Packers offensive line play without playing Sean Ryan. That's that's what I'm curious about because as I've talked about, Uh, Jacob Morley talked about it when he was on the podcast, uh, the post-game podcast on Monday. I've seen Andy Herman have a podcast about it on the Pack-A-Day podcast. Everybody's talking about the same thing. He is one of your best five linemen, or at least we believe he is at this point, and he should be out there playing. And probably out there playing instead of John Runyon Jr. at this point. That's probably how this should look. And the other good thing about Sean Ryan, at least based on that one drive that we had, Man, he moves people backwards far more than John Runyon does, for certain. That is something you really need, because if you are going to go back to the well with Aaron Jones and say, hey, we're giving you 20 carries, we're going to throw the ball to you like five times, get you like five catches, 25 touches, which I've said forever should be the magic number for Aaron Jones. If they go back to do that again this week, in order to make that work, your offensive lineman got to get some push and got to do their jobs, and not whiff on blocks, right? Cam Hayward can't come untouched. That that can't be a thing when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't decide not to block T.J. Watt coming from an edge. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Remember that Raiders game? Max Crosby came untouched a couple of times in that game. That cannot happen. I don't care if the play is on the other side of the line of uh, on the other side of the line. The ball's running to the right, and or was it to the left? Whatever. Crosby was on the opposite side. Literally, the ball got handed off, and he tackled the running back before he got back to the line of scrimmage. On the other side of the line. That's how fast he is. That's how fast EJ Watt is. And you got Nick Herbring over there that you got to concern yourself uh, with as well. Another fast linebacker. So from that perspective, it's gotta be all about the Packers offensive line at this point. Uh, and Sean Ryan should be one of the guys that's playing. Now, will he play? I have no idea. Will it take injury to get him in the game? Probably. But at some point, you've got to make a decision, right? You you decided that Yash Diamond should be starting over Rasheed Walker, and then Yash Diamond can't stay healthy. Foot, now back. And who knows how long, how long or how much he'll play this week against the Steelers before he gets hurt again. Uh, but you decided that, that enough was enough there. Now you have to make a determination of when is enough enough with John Runyon to replace him with Sean Ryan. And then obviously everybody says, how the heck was he not playing in front of Royce Newman earlier in the year when Elton Elton Jenkins was out? Great question. Couldn't tell you. But either way, he should be on the field. I'm curious to see how long that's going to take. Here's some other stuff for you. Uh, We always do like our stats of the week or uh, whatever the case may be uh, every week. I usually find on Twitter or whatever. This week... Uh, It comes from the ESPN piece uh, where they do their predictions for every NFL game of the week, and they go through uh, the NFL schedule. And the Packers, obviously, and the Steelers are one of the games they go through uh, as well. And interesting uh, stuff in in this one as far as uh, numbers go, right? Uh, So let's see here. Uh, Packers right tackle Zach Tom. He'll be responsible for slowing TJ What? Uh, But Tom might be up for the challenge as he ranks 10th in pass block win rate at tackle. That's good. That's very, very good uh, at this point. Uh, Let's give you some other numbers here. Uh, This is from Rob Domofsky. Uh, The Packers' first half point differential is minus 55, right? They've been outscored by 55 points in the first half this year. 30th in the NFL. The Steelers are minus 43, 26 in the NFL. Both of these teams stink. In the first half of games, the Steelers have the worst first-half yardage differential at minus 790. They're getting outgained by 790 yards in the first half. Right behind the Packers uh, at minus 594. So, both of them not very good uh, at this point And something uh, is going to have to give in the first half of this game. And don't forget, the Packers have not won in Pittsburgh since 1970 when Bart Starr... Uh, was the starting quarterback. All right, coming up next, stay tuned here to Curtin Long, your, your chance, and in inter- hear the interview I did with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We get in all kinds of stuff. Is Goody on the hot seat? Is Matt LaFleur worse than we thought? And what about Jordan Love and Extension? That's next.